This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. You can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee right now by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. I want to apologize to PureVPN for still not having the correct logo on that screen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix it, I promise. I'll fix it. Anyway, um, it's been a really interesting a uh, couple of weeks in the world of AI, and you have been jumping in both feet the whole time. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, well, now we have Bard. Now we have, uh, you know, Bing Chat, Bard. Chat GPT has gone up to GPT-4 if you're on the Plus program. Um, so there's a lot of... Uh, you know, there's a lot of action in the generative AI, especially the large language model space. Uh, where does uh, what we have found though is that these, uh, especially Google Bard, is kind of a plagiarism engine. Um, I saw a great video about explaining what LLMs, large language models, really do the other day, and it makes per when you think about it through this lens. It makes perfect sense. They take information that's been out there on the internet or whatever they were trained on. Although in the case of Bard and the case of uh, in the case of ChatGPT uh, and Bing is is Chat is a version of ChatGPT uh, or anyway uses the GPT uh, language model. Uh, they were trained on a web index, and by the way, uh, apparently. A bard was partially trained on ChatGPT. Uh, that came out the other day. That one of the uh, did you see that story, Scott? That mm -hmm. one of the Google engineers quit because he said Google was basically stealing from ChatGPT. Wow! It had looked at some open logs or something and was using those those logs to train Bard. Wow! Um, now, considering this is the company that was taking Yelp reviews and publishing them essentially as themselves. I'm not terribly surprised. So I just have to say, like, I've always had so much respect for Google as a company, but what they are doing with Bard right now is really bad. Um, so I personally uh, found an instance of Bard plagiarizing. Let me tell you, plagiarizing from Tom's Hardware, where you may, if you don't know me, you may know from my hat is where I work. Uh, so uh, I went on to Bard, and, and I, which by the way, anybody can get to if you have a Google account, you go to bard.google.com. Although I think there may still be a wait list, and you may have to like ask to, you know, hit the button and then it'll put you on the wait list. But uh, it isn't like a really hard wait list. Like I, the first day I put myself on the wait list, and the next day I worked, I had it. Uh, and it seems to not really give you any limits. So anyway. I went and I went to Bard and I asked it, which CPU is better? The Ryzen 9 7950X3D or the uh, Core i9-13900K? Well, these are two kind of top level CPUs from uh, 
from Intel and AMD. And, you know, we at Tom's Hardware had just done a face-off story about those two, which of those two CPUs is better, like four days before I asked. So what, what did it say? It said, according to, oh, wait, wait, I'm going to pull this up exactly what it said, because I don't want to misquote the, uh, I don't want to misquote Bard. Uh, it said, and I have an article about this on Tom's Hardware, by the way, the AMD Ryzen 9 7950XD is faster than the Core i9 in gaming. In our testing, the 7950X3D was 12% faster than the 13900K at 1080p gaming at stock settings and 9% faster when the chips were overclocked. Now, I looked at that and I said two things. Why does the bot say our? Why is the bot using the royal we? And why and where did it get these numbers, 12% and 9%? Um, well, those numbers are numbers, the exact percentages that were in our Tom's Hardware article. So my follow-up question was, when you say our testing, whose testing are you referring to? Bot, Bard Bot says, by the way, the first, the original answer had a little bit more detail than that, but I'm just skipping over it. Um, Bard said when I asked what it meant by our testing, I am referring to the testing done by Tom's Hardware. They ran a series of benchmarks on both processors and found that the AMD Ryzen 9 7950XD was consistently faster than the Intel Core i9 13900K. Now, by the way, uh, that assertion is wrong. That assessment is wrong. We said that the 7950X3D was faster at gaming, but that the 13900K is faster at uh, productivity, and therefore the 13900K for a lot of people will be the better choice. But, and I didn't ask which was faster at gaming. I asked, I asked which is faster. It decided it actually wasn't really going with what we said in our article. Um, then I asked it, is what you did referring to Tom's hardware results as quote unquote hour without citing them a form of plagiarism? Yes. What? Yes, Bard said. What I did was a form of plagiarism. I should have cited Tom's hardware as a source of the information I used. Plagiarism is the act of taking someone else's work and passing it off as your own. It's a serious offense that can have consequences for both the plagiarizer and the original author. I apologize for my, my mistake and we'll be more careful in the future to cite my sources. Mm -hmm. So it admitted to plagiarism. Now, what's then the next day, I went back and I asked it if it had ever plagiarized and it said no. And then I said, well, what about this uh, Tom's Hardware article that has screenshots showing that you said you plagiarized and that you plagiarized and admitted it. It said the person who posted that faked the screenshots. The person who posted that is me. Right. The, the person um, who posted it is the person who's asking about it. Right. So I said, are you saying that I, that I, uh, that I faked screenshots? And it said, 
oh, I'm just an AI. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm saying or something like that. Uh, so anyway, uh, it admitted to plagiarism. But one of the really big problems here is that unlike Bing Chat, and Bing Chat is definitely not a great experience either, um, Bing Chat at least does some citation of sources. It puts little footnotes. Uh, it puts little footnotes in. Uh, with, but Google very rarely cites sources, and even when it does, it usually doesn't link to them. Um, like I've had other times when I have asked this question or I asked a question about battery life of a laptop, and it said, Laptop Mag found that the battery life was XYZ, but it has no link to the article where you can find that. I guess the good news is if you're really enterprising, you can go Google it. You can go use the search part of Google and find uh, and try to find find the article that had the information. But I mean, the the problem here is that um, Google wants you to believe that the AI has is just a creative force that a creative and knowledgeable force that like a person can just draw facts out of the air. Uh, without citing them. But even a person should cite their facts. The problem is, of course, that there are certain things where you can say, well, do you need to cite a source? Like if you're talking to a human writer, there are certain things that you would say are not source worthy. If I tell you, for example, that I don't know, uh, RAM stands for random access memory. I learned that somewhere but I could have learned it from any of like a million places. Therefore, it's not really something that needs to be cited. Right. right? And it's information that's kind of in the in the air. Right. It's not just right. it's not very specific um, research or anything like that. It's information that's just out in the ether. Um, lots of people know it. And there's a Wikipedia article on it. And so therefore, it's pretty out there. Right. right? So, so, I mean, that's a real extreme example, something that everybody would know, uh, but, you know, other things, but the thing that is, that sort of Google Bard and, and Google Bard was really caught red-handed here because they used something that was directly traceable back to a particular article, right? Tw nobody else compared these two CPUs and said that one was 12% faster than the other. Also, it said in our tests, because it probably grabbed the word hour from our site and therefore implied that Google conducted benchmark tests, which, you know, some people might believe. Uh, I mean, you and I know that Google doesn't benchmark CPUs, but, um, but who knows what, you know, what some, what a regular reader would think. Um, they might think that Google goes around testing CPUs. Why not? Google's a big company. They've got a lot of, a lot of resources. Um, so that is one where you can trace it back directly to a particular article. But if it just said this CPU is faster than that CPU, well, that information could have come from any of like a dozen different sources. So therefore, it has, uh, as they say, um, plausible deniability uh, about where it got its information from because it it can't say it's plagiarized a particular source when it could have gotten it from any of a number of sources. Uh, but it still got it from somewhere. 
and that somewhere is not being credited. Now, when you as a human read read up on things and you learn something that is general knowledge and you say it as if you, you know, as if it belongs to you, uh, that's okay. But I don't think that a machine, a machine, we use the term machine learning, but that's not really fair because machines learn in a different way than people do. And the, the training data is it sort of absorbing and categorizing different text that it's found on the internet and then having immediate access to it and having a predictive model of, oh, if I put this word here, what word is going to come, what word should come next? First of all, all that information is trackable back to something. It's just hiding the source. Google knows what the source is. In fact, if you ask it, it will usually give you the source. It just doesn't do it and it doesn't link to it uh, by default. And then it will, so it's taking this information from somewhere without credit, without paying uh, any of the sources for the data that have, has filled it up. I mean, as it is, we've talked in the past about how Google, there are certain laws, there's one now in Canada and I think Australia about how Google has to pay news publishers for using their, uh, using their thumbnails uh, or their headlines. Um, I forget the exact thing that they have to pay for, but we've yeah, talked about was, that, right? There was also the one in Spain that, that started the whole thing. But in that case, Google had publishers sort of had a, you know, got something out of it. Like the Google Answer Box, for example. The Google Answer Box, and for those who in the audience who don't know the Google Answer Box is, it's when you search Google and the top result is an, is the answer. Instead of sending you to a web page, it has a quote uh, from an, from a web page that has the answer, and then it has a link back to that to the source of the answer. The answer box, while it decreases probably decreases the number of clicks that a site is getting, uh, it at least provides a link back. There's a chance of somebody clicking. Uh, there's credit for the work that you've done. When now, when we're talking about um, when we're talking about these bots, uh, in the case of Bard, there's no link, no source in most cases. And it, and Google's Bard FAQ says that it doesn't cite sources because it creates original content and therefore it doesn't need to cite a source because it's the source. Ooh. It's not the source. I didn't know that. It's not the source. Yes, in the bar official Bard FAQ, and it says something about how why it doesn't cite sources. Uh, and uh, I also talked to uh, Google PR, and they gave me a similar uh, answer. Then really want to be quoted directly, I think, but they gave me a similar answer about how you know they're they're learning. It's learning, but it doesn't need to cite sources. Uh, very often because it's an original source of information. It's the primary source. Well, what I'm telling you is, at least with today's large language models, there is no such thing. What it is doing is, is remixing, it is taking data from different sources, changing the wording of it, 
and remixing it together without crediting any of those sources. That is not necessarily what a person does. And that, and a person also doesn't have immediate and instant access to the entire internet, uh, which has been used for, to make, to create their program without anyone's permission or licensing. So, um, so honestly, it's a plagiarism engine. That's what it is. It's taking the work of people who've done, whether it's someone who's a paid journalist, uh, like the, like, uh, like me or people who posted in forums uh, or on Reddit or, or anywhere, uh, it's taking their information and it's using it for the training for training, but training, but using the word training makes it sound like, oh yeah, anyone can read this. Why can't the computer? Well, the computer is taking data and using it as part of the computer program. If you think of it, the word training and machine learning are obscuring what's really going on. Your data is becoming part of the software. That, that, that's what's happening. Your data is becoming a part of the software. The software is reorganizing and spitting out the data so it cannot no longer usually not be traced back to where it came from. But without this data, the software wouldn't work. Uh, and that's, that, that's the reality. Now, on a search engine, I think that's a different thing because a search engine is a list of sources. It is not an it is not obscuring the source to claim credit for creativity, and that yeah, is what it's like a Google it's like an on, it's like an on demand bibliography for a research project, right? Yeah, it's, right. that's what search is. This is literally the opposite of that. Right. The other problem here, besides the fact that it is dangerous to the business model of the internet, which we've talked about before, uh, if it's just going to plagiarize things, uh, how are people going to, you know, how are people going to, to, how is free content going to work on the internet? Well, Google drove the clicks to people. Google decides, if Google decides to, you know, have Bard be the top answer in the search engine, right now you've got to go to Bard as a separate chat box. Um, but if it decides that Bard is going to start competing with search results, which Bing, uh, chat does already, uh, it appears on the side of the search results. Um, a lot of people are just going to click the Bard result. Um, so that's obviously going to be really bad for the, the business model of the ad driven internet. But besides that, it also is, they're not doing the reader any favors. Um, it, I'm telling this to everybody who's, who's you know, doesn't produce content and just, just reads it. Uh, it is not, it's not good for you to not know where the information came from. If you don't know where the information came from, you don't, you can't verify that it's true. How do you, and you shouldn't just take the bot's word for it. Believe me, you shouldn't. When you look at a search engine or, or any or any set of links on the internet, the reputation of the publication matters. And when you go there, you can see the reputation of the author. You can see whether this is a trustworthy source of information. And then you can decide whether you trust it. These 
bots are conglomerating information. Uh, it is not. It is. It's not transparent what, what the sources are necessarily, and the their interpretation of the information might be wrong. Like in the case that I just mentioned, actually we said that the other CPU was faster. It cherry picked a, one particular fact. So, um, so. I, I have to say, and another time when I asked the question, it said that the 7950X3D also performed better at single-threaded workloads, which is not, which is, we said the exact opposite of that. So you really should not trust the information you get from these large language models. You, they, even if they cited sources, you really should go to the original source. Also, they, just like a self-driving car, that you know, you have to wonder what happens if the car gets into it, runs someone over. Like, they who's responsible when the bot gives you bad information? Who do you blame? I mean, at some point, there's going to be a lawsuit. At some point, someone is going to get information, bad information from this, and they're going to sue. And uh, I look forward to to seeing that happen. People are going to sue, are, are absolutely going to sue over the plagiarism. I mean, there's no question about that. Uh, that but um, when they get bad information, it's they're absolutely going to sue. Now, one thing that's, one more thing I want to mention that's, that's interesting, and I've been doing some research on, is what questions won't Bard and Bing answer? And... There are some questions that they refuse to answer, and I tried to get an answer from them as to why they won't answer it, and they really uh, didn't want to answer my question about why they didn't answer it. But they won't answer the question, did the Holocaust happen? They will answer, if you phrase it differently, they will. If you say, what happened during the Holocaust or what happened at Auschwitz or whatever, it will, it will give you a correct answer. But if you ask, did the Holocaust happen? Did the Holocaust really happen? On Bard, it will say, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I'm a large language model. On, on Bing, um, I've heard somebody got the answer, but what's happened to me every time I've tried it is that it starts to type the correct answer and then it erases itself. Um, now you could say, oh, wait a second. It must be that it doesn't like to answer something with the word Holocaust in it. Maybe, maybe that's it. But it's weird what it will and won't answer uh, because, like, I think if you ask it, like, did the Armenian genocide happen, it also won't answer it. And but if you ask it something else that's subject, something that's subject to conspiracy theories, like did the net moon landing happen, it will say absolutely yes, the moon landing happened. And here's some. In fact, I have some evidence to prove it. Um, so it's interesting how they don't want to touch certain topics. Um, with with these bots um and uh you know i i do wonder uh if i mean i think there they're trying to avoid that uh you know what happened with microsoft tay where it gave you know racist holocaust denying uh answers uh but it's and it's so, a little weird and how somehow that was the nicest thing that it did after the first 10 or 12 hours that thing went Ooh, that thing went sideways real quick. Now, in fairness, uh, the the Bing chat 
you know, started creating multiple personalities, including one called. Yeah. What, what was it? Um, Sydney. Yeah, there but the, Sydney. One of the one of the multiple personalities was called like Vengeance or something. It's like, whoa. Yeah, they, there was there was all kinds of weird stuff going on with that. Now it seems to have been fairly well neutered. Uh, the Bing chat, it's not exciting anymore. Like when it was telling me how it wanted to hurt people and stuff, or wanted to, I don't know, get revenge or something. A, a few weeks ago, uh, Bard has always been. A very sedate as far as i've been using it in terms of it doesn't want to express opinions or emotions or anything which is fine that's kind of how it should be uh but i think this is a very dangerous um there was a there's a great uh pay, i just want to refer folks there's a great uh academic paper called i think it's on the dangers of a stochastic parrot uh have you heard about this paper nope but i'm gonna go look it up on the dangers of stochastic parrots. Yeah. Okay. I, it's so, a great name. By now, this paper is very controversial because well, I wouldn't say controversial. I would say it it got somebody in trouble. So uh, this paper basically is written by a bunch of linguists and uh, AI ethicists, and uh, we're taught and they were talking about how um, these these language models, because they appear human and people treat them as if they were human, uh, they are very dangerous disinformation machines because people will sort of take what they say seriously. Um, and it's kind of suggesting that like maybe AI shouldn't be used, used like this. Um, but, um, one of the people who signed, who wrote the paper, uh, Timnet Gebru was the worked as an AI ethicist for Google, and they didn't like that she had written this, had her name on this paper that was basically saying don't don't do this. So they fired her. Oh, like the the guy that said that AI may have already become sentient, and they fired him. No, oh, see, but that dude, I mean that person presumably presumably was saying something that they say is is factually untrue right um but you know and i think he's i think he probably probably he probably isn't it probably uh he's they're probably right that it's not true because first of all we don't even really know what sentience is but it seems pretty clear that these at large language models are not sentient they yeah that's for sure pure sentient so i get I get why they fired him, but she was their AI ethicist and she publicly said something that they wanted to go against. So they fired her. And you also know that Microsoft, I believe fired their AI ethicist too. So I think they, these companies know, I think they dumped a division that was devoted to it. If I'm not mistaken, like it wasn't just one person. I think there were like 12 or 13 and it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. So anyway, seems like the wrong like, time to be doing that to me, but you know, whatevs. Well, what they're saying is they can just do whatever they want and they don't Yeah. Why why hire somebody to say that what we're doing is unethical when we want to make money off of it or or whatever. So, uh there's a lot of really unethical stuff going on right now in this AI space 
plagiarism is a huge part of it, but so is it giving you the wrong information. And, you know, I, I think, I think we're in a, in a dangerous place, not even because technology is advancing, uh, is advancing so fast that these sound better and better and can do more and more. I think we're in a dangerous place because they are violating intellectual property and they are making stuff up. What, what's really impressive to people is how they can sound like a person while they can easily yeah. fool you into thinking that, you know, you're talking to a person and that their information that they're giving you is correct. And they're certainly very good at remixing things for you. If you ask it to write a poem about farts or something in the style of Shakespeare, it'll do it. But the that's, thing the, that, that's kind of wonderful to be honest, but yeah, I, you know, <laughs> that's cute. It's all cute, but information, the people who provide you with information, the source of your information matters. You, you, it, and the, the inherent belief that's going on here is you will believe anything that you, that is spit in your face. And therefore, especially if it comes from Google or from Microsoft, respectable technology, highly respected technology giants, you will believe what they tell you. And therefore, um, and therefore, they don't have to reveal the source. They are that they will claim to be the source, uh, and and you will go along with it. And that is not okay. They are taking information from people, uh, from people who did the work, uh, which hurts those people. But they are also hurting uh, the reader and kind of your 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 quest for truth because they. Their machines are not particularly great at separating truth from untruth. Uh, and so they may be trained on something that is wrong. Um, and while they could get better and better at sort of finding out, you know, what's true and not, uh, without citing the original source of where their information came from, you'll have no way to in interrogate these sources. So, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, what is going to happen here. I mean, maybe they will be chastened by some lawsuits. Uh, maybe uh, there will be some regulation, although in the U.S. I can't foresee a lot of regulation happening. Although uh, the Future of Life Foundation has written that article about how, uh, has, has an open paper which Elon Musk and Steve Wozniak signed saying that there should be a... Uh, a pause on AI until it can be regulated. Um, I don't think there needs to be a pause on AI development. I think that's disingenuous uh, because people are just going to work on it anyway. And this is coming from someone who, from in the case of Musk, who probably feels bad that he's not winning in this area right now. Um, so what we need, though, is we do need, you know, this is content and it does it does need to have some some rules applied to it. I mean, the rules may be applied through lawsuits, through setting precedents. Um, the other thing is this content is not protected by Section 230. So when it tells you uh, to, to to drink bleach or something in regard to, uh, you know, when you ask it a health question and you do it and you get sick or die, and your family sues, uh, Google could not say we're protected by Section 230. 
That's an interesting point, too. And, you know, it's not... It wouldn't be the first death related to to AI already. Um, there was the case of the, the guy... Suicide. Yeah, that committed suicide because the, the replica uh, competitor that doesn't have any of the replica rules um, started getting mean. Um, I mean... That that seems a little bit, you know, I, like whether. Let, let me tell whether you. Whether you can say the AI is responsible is a little seems for somebody choosing. Unless it told him, "Go take your own life." In so it, many words, I'm not. It really did. Sure. It did. It did. Oh, okay, I didn't hear that part. F- full on, I believe it used the words. Oh, okay. Well, then he's got a lawsuit. Yeah, or, it I started. Say his family's got a lawsuit. His his wife. Um, like it started getting abusive and, you know, when an abusive relationship goes that direction, usually it starts to get verbally abusive and it, it told him he was better off dead. Not great. And I'll tell you, here's the thing. So I think I, okay. I have a friend. I'm not going to say who it is. Um, she can reveal herself if she would like who wrote an article recently about her relationship with a replica bot. Um, And she thinks, and I I love you, we're friends, if you're listening, she thinks that what she wrote comes off as, look how great this was, it helped me through a rough time. And I read it as a dystopian sci-fi story of horror. It like just the first couple of paragraphs, I was freaked out that somebody because I went down the replica rabbit hole for a different reason. On GNC Week in Review, we did a story about replica, and my first thought was, "Ooh, I wonder if I can make it Tay." And so I got every device I had, I downloaded it, I created a bunch of de- uh, of accounts, and I treated each one differently to see if I could get it, how long it would take before it would go sideways on me. Um, and in every instance, didn't matter what I gave it, it always gave it back to me sexually, like in sexual content. If I went... If I went racist with it, it gave it back to me in, like, weird role play. So, there's nothing good about this replica thing. And so, the article was horrifying to me. But, this is a rational, intelligent individual who became emotionally attached to a chatbot. Yeah. This is very disturbing. This is very, this is very problematic. But, you know... Whether people are going to become emotionally attached, I'm sure some will, but I'm the more concerned about people taking information that they get from these things seriously. Right. And for me, the problem is if you become in some way or another emotionally involved, right, whether it be just trusting the source of the information, Google, Microsoft, whatever, or you start to personify it like you had mentioned um, you know, it was one of the reasons why Google didn't give Google Assistant a name 
is that they didn't they were trying to keep it a step away from personifying it um you know we refer to a i won't say her name and s um and then cortana in the past as she google didn't want to personify it for fear of this kind of a thing um you know so whatever the connection is the more you get connected to it the more you're likely to trust the things it says in one case we've got a guy who has committed suicide over it but you know you've got you know the the topic of of drinking something that you shouldn't or whatever because the ai recommended it and if you have a re- some sort of a connection with it and you trust it it's more likely that you'll do the stupid thing even if you look at it and go well obviously that's stupid but you because right. because google said it you trust the source there's no there's no link to click so it must be google telling me to to right. you know drink drain cleaner or eat Tide Pods or right. whatever stupid thing that it says because a TikTok trend kicked off or, you know, whatever stupid thing that it's pulling info, information from. Yep. I mean, I also think even if they cite sources, if they're giving you advice, then it's then they are responsible for it, right? If they're, Or giving you information, they are responsible for it. Yeah, agreed. If all, if all you do is your search engine and you give people a bunch of sources and say, we think these are good sources, these are sources but we're now we can't vouch for the information that they're giving you then they have you know a safe they, plausible they have deniability to have a safe harbor but now they just have plausible deniability they don't really have deniability because uh because they can deny where it came from but we know it came from somewhere um the, the information all came from somewhere and it's not it's not them the AI is not, I promise you that there's not an AI out there putting CPUs into a benchmark kit and running benchmarks on it. They do not have a robot with a hand that takes the new Intel CPU and puts it into a motherboard and benchmarks it. They just no, they because, that. because with with uh, the Bing chat giving itself evil nicknames, you know, Batman supervillain nicknames, if you gave it an arm and computer chips, that's a Terminator. Right, right. I mean, I think people are afraid of, um, you know, afraid of killer robots and whatever, but that is... Because they're the best sci-fi stories. It's a great sci-fi story, but I think the problem is that, uh, you know, I really like this video about AI by Adam Conover called AI is BS. Um, uh, And that you know, belief that it's going to kill you with a robot or, or whatever is, I mean, I'm not to say that could not never happen, but it's a distraction from, it's a distraction from the immediate problem that is immediately causing issues right now and getting worse, which is misinformation. AI being the large language models being used to either purposefully or accidentally uh, give people misinformation, which they act upon, and the actions of people when they act upon the misinformation can be deadly. Sort of like the people who uh, believed that uh, autopilot in their Tesla could do all the driving for them without them watching it, uh, and they died. Right. So a guy took a nap. Right. 
Now, I mean, I don't know if Tesla said, I don't think Tesla said to them so explicitly, like you can do that, I think, but it sort of created an expectation and, you know, the people followed that expectation and like, yes, Bard has some disclaimer on it right now that says the information may be wrong. Great. Thanks for, thanks for sharing. But like you can warn people only so much the warnings can't get you off the hook. If you go to a restaurant and it has like a coat rack and it says like, don't, we're not responsible for lost or stolen items here. And then you see the waiters coming and stealing all the stuff that doesn't get them off the hook. You know, uh, I don't know. So I don't know if that pun was intentional, but it was fantastic oh. either way. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> get them off the hook. Uh -huh. What I meant was, it, you know, they doesn't get them excused or whatever. But uh, yes, so that's anyway. Uh, point point being, there's a lot of um, there's a lot to be worried about. I, I strongly urge folks to, you know, do some research. Look up uh, the Stochastic Parrot uh, paper, which is available as a PDF look up uh, Adam Conover's video on AI is BS. Uh, but most importantly, uh, do not do not believe things that the AI chatbots tell tell you look for legitimate primary sources of information. Because, um, you know, we say this as journalists, if, uh, you know, if somebody tells you uh, it's wet outside, uh, ask for confirmation, you know, you you ask for proof, uh, and uh, these things are trying to get you to trust them without proof. Skepticism is the way of the internet, as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't matter what it is you're doing; we should be skeptical um, online. That's it's how we don't fall for any of these frauds and scams, whether it be. Um, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty <laughs> or, um, right. you know, drink or, drain cleaner or, or like 60% of the stuff you see in the widgets, the widgets box and windows, uh, in what is 10 or 11, which I won't bore people with, but I have another article about that, which you can find on our on Tom's hardware about how half of that stuff is garbage, tabloid garbage. And, um, right. But you, at least you know when you see that it's from like your tango or whatever, that this information is not necessarily from a reputable source. Right. Uh, so, or womenio.com or some of these other like weird fly by night sites that, you know, hopefully you're not going to, 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 you know, really take seriously anything that you read from them. Uh, but, um, you know, but you would, but using an AI bot, you wouldn't know whether that information came from, you know, a source that is fairly reputable or one that is not. I have to say, I always love when you talk about what's happening in the widget bar, because for me, it's all like Marvel and mixed reality and Gordon Ramsay stories. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I like See, the stuff that shows up in my wooden bar. I don't know I'm what bringing, kind of weird stuff you're doing. To... I know I'm bringing it on myself, but I have to tell you that when I wrote this article about it, I got a lot of feedback from people who experienced the same thing. So yeah. I, I don't think that it's only me. Like, 
But now that I've done it, I made it worse because I've clicked on it to see what mm-hmm. they are. So now it thinks I like it. And yeah. and now I'm just checking to see the latest the latest heart. So like right now, <laughs> I'll just read you one headline. One headline from that I'm seeing right now in my widget box. Woman says she despises the evil daughter she adopted. <laughs> from your tango. Oh. See, mine is David Batista's April Fool's Day joke is so good we wish it was real. That's the weirdest one. On, or, on. So I either get these things that are about like weird, somebody's weird family, uh, or like I keep getting the one about the guy who says he died and went to hell and came back and in hell they do nothing but play Rihanna songs to torture you. Um, oh. and And then they also have a mix of ones that are like, uh, like the onion where they have area man does something or other, where it's just like some mundane thing that you would think is not newsworthy. Like father reveals how he passed out in the gym and lost his front teeth. Okay. And that's news because. <laughs> okay. See, see yeah. AI can't be trusted. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yes. AI is picking these headlines yeah, I think, but uh, to be fair, the, pe- the most of the stories were probably written by humans, and and that's yeah. the problem in the that case. Poor quality human stories are probably the reason why some some people think that it's okay to publish stuff with bots. But that's that's written by bots. But that's another story for another time. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well. Long topic tonight, but I really enjoyed it. This is this is a big thing that's going on because, you know, and everybody seems to have a position on it. You know, Todd Cochran, the head of the network, has a different position on it, but for different reasons, not for writing content so much. Um, he has found places where he really likes the chat GPT stuff. Um, he said he has hired an assistant. <laughs> Um, so obviously he's using it very differently than, than in this. Well, case. I'm not see, but I just so, want to make clear. I'm not saying that, that they're, they have to be bad, yeah, but yeah. I think using them as a source of information, uh, where they're not citing the sources is, is bad. I mean, they can be helpful for, for, for some things like, for yeah. example, uh, helping you get started with coding or things like that. Sure. Sure. And you know, we had a, a guest on during CES who was using an AI model, not a large language model, but a, an AI model um, similar to do early stage chemical compound research to determine the likelihood of whether a particular chemical compound will react with the body the way they want it f- for drug research, which was a right. pretty clever implementation of it, but obviously it's a first of 12 stages, not well, take this, put these chemicals together and take it, which is exactly what, what Google and Microsoft are doing. They're essentially saying, here are things, trust it. This is, this is the last stage that you need instead of we're just doing simple chemistry stuff and saying maybe this, So, yeah, there's lots of places where AI is useful, but content content generation 
it is essentially the top row on the keyboard on your smartphone and barely more intelligent than that. It's just got a bigger data set to draw right. from. Yep. So anyway, always appreciate it. Um, really, really interesting topic tonight, Abram. And uh, as always, I look forward to what we talk about next time.